Hey, have you ever been on the job hunt? We are Jobs Across America, connecting you to thousands of jobs you can apply for today. Listen in for new job opportunities and gain practical strategies on how to obtain them. Welcome to another episode of Jobs Across America. I'm Brianna Strobel. And I'm Jean-Paul Renard. And today we're going to be talking about how to command the room in an interview. Brianna, happy Wednesday. Good <laughs> is it morning. Wednesday already? It is Wednesday, thank goodness. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning thinking it was Tuesday. I was so happy when somebody told me it was Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wednesdays are great. Well, it's better than Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little Definitely. further along in the week. I know. So, a great topic. What is it again? So, how to command the room in an interview. We do have four points for you guys today, four tips that can really, really be beneficial if you put them to practice in your interviews and in any interaction you have with people in life as practice. So, the first one we have for you today is about making eye contact. It sounds like it's something that's obvious, but it's really hard to focus on doing when you're focused on what you're talking about and when you're nervous. Yeah. So you want to make sure when you're walking into an interview that you're making eye contact not only with the interviewer, but with anybody else that's in the room. Yeah, it's super important because you know what we are trying to establish is trust, right? So when you're right. going into a conversation, establishing trust is really, really important. And how do you do that? Typically eye contact, where we can look at each other in the eye, there's a level of trust. Because if I'm if I'm having a conversation with you, especially if I don't know you, right, and you yeah. don't know me, and I'm looking everywhere else other than you, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard for me to connect with you. And then I, that, you know, my instinct is going to say, I'm not sure if I can trust this person. Yeah. And I would take it a step further as to say that there can be different kinds of eye contact. There's the kind of eye contact that I'm sometimes making with JP on these podcasts where <laughs> I'm not in the moment and I'm thinking two, three steps ahead. Yes. But what you want to be doing is making eye contact and really focusing on the moment you're in. Don't be focusing two, three steps ahead. Really pay attention to what the person's saying right now. And yeah. that establishes an even greater connection, a more genuine connection. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I, I think it kind of goes into another point and I might change our order here okay. in, in regards to guiding the conversation. Right. All right. So you can't guide a conversation that you're not present in. So I know when you're giving me that stare look that you're thinking about something else because it has a little bit of a glassier look than <laughs> a focused look because <laughs> I know you. But, it, yeah. but if I didn't know you, that'd be problematic. Now, guiding the conversation is really important. So creating and, and establishing the rapport by creating eye contact and then and then potentially guiding that conversation, creating the narrative, there's some steps that I take that I think are really important strategies. Mm -hmm. One, within there, remember a person's name mm. and acknowledge them by name. So what I like to do as a, as a strategy when I'm meeting someone is when I meet them, I say their name back to them. So instead of saying, if they go, hi, you know, my name is Tom, I go, hey, how are you doing? Instead of, hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing, Tom? And then I kind of repeat that in my head a couple of times. If you, if I have to create an association with Tom, then I am trying to create an association so I don't forget their name. And if there's multiple people in the room, I'm writing their names down, Bree, because I'm more than likely going to forget, even if I've written, even if I've gone through that exercise of repeating their name, mm -hmm. I write their names down. And so that I can cheat on that pad when I'm writing on and look and remember who's who. And I actually put them in order in the room if there's more than 
one person in the room. Right. And that goes along with being present because a lot of times it's easy when you're nervous to learn a person's name and it's just in one ear and out the other in a split second. Yes. Because you know, you're just trying to get through it. But when you're in the moment, you're going to remember that name a little bit better and you're making genuine eye contact, you're present, you're going to remember the name better. Right. That's right. also a technique that I learned through many oral exams in um, university and even high school that when you're in an oral exam, guiding the conversation back to what you were saying, yeah, you want to talk about the things right. that you want to talk about. Right. So if right. there's certain items on your resume that are not as strong in your history or that you're not as comfortable oh, talking yes, with, yes, yes, maybe yes, stay yes. away from those things. And rather than waiting for the person to ask you about them, try to guide the conversation yourself. So if there's something on your resume that stands out to you and you think you're really strong at, any question that they ask you, mm. you can navigate the conversation into the things you want to be talking about instead. So like, as an example, ask me any question. Any question. What did right. you eat for breakfast this morning? Well, JP, mm -hmm. I ate uh, tomatoes with salt on it and some bacon. It's really, really strange. Um, it probably sounds weird to most people, but Tomato it took me back to the days of <laughs> <laughs> cooking with my mom. And that was something that I was really good at. Ah, and by the way, I, I actually started a kitchen with my mom mm -hmm. many moons ago and I was volunteering. In the so you're expanding. The, right. Yeah, you're expanding so it, right. to cut okay. that short, it's yeah. basically, I got it. if you want to talk about something, yeah. lead the conversation that yeah. way. I, I do want to bring one point back to something you're talking about in regards to what highlighting, what you should be highlighting and what you shouldn't be highlighting. I, the, the caveat there is to ensure that if there's something glaring on your resume, uh, for example, uh, you have, you've, you've been at three different jobs within the last three years, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be glaring to somebody who is in that interview with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I would do is, is address that prior to the person addressing it because that's very relevant to this conversation. I wouldn't highlight stuff that are not relevant, right? If something that is on your resume that it doesn't look so great, but it's not gonna be relevant to the conversation, probably will never come up, you don't wanna bring that up because then you're just right. highlighting something they didn't even, wouldn't have noticed to begin with. Yeah. But nonetheless, if it's something that's very glaring, you wanna be the one to bring that information out, create the narrative around it and say, for example, I know that you see on my resume that I've been in three different places in the last three years. Let me tell you why that occurred. And then you can put that out there. What you're going to do is establish trust and report and honesty. So you have to bring a sense of integrity because everything is around ethics and integrity if you're looking to build a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. And if and in, in an interview, that's what you're doing. You're trying to build a relationship, a level of intimacy immediately. It has to start with honesty. Yeah. You have to put those things out right away. And trying to keep it positive. Don't just say, let me tell you why these these three different jobs occurred oh, give me, in the last give me, three give years. Give me a statement you would say there. But maybe try to keep it a little bit more positive. Like, hey, I see uh, you see on my resume I was in three different places over the last three years. And it was a great experience for me. And here's why. Okay. Try okay. to highlight always the positive. When you keep the tone positive and the message positive in an interview, it's always going to leave a better feeling with the yeah. people that you're talking to. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that's a really, really good point. I know that we, we were, there's there's another point that you had, which was, uh, I think your, your third point, right, is acknowledging everyone in the room. I know we touched upon this in regards to names, and I kind of mixed them in, in the guiding the conversation, but there's a relationship. So the acknowledging everyone in the room is really important, especially if you have multiple people in the room and there's one person that's continuing to address you. So for example, I, I'm interviewing 
Brianna is the interviewer. Tom is one of the colleagues in that interview. And Mark is another person that's sitting in an interview. But Brianna is the one that's continuing to engage with me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my strategies is not to just engage with Brianna and ignore Tom and Mark. I'm bringing Tom and Mark into the into the conversation and acknowledging them as well. I'm making sure that I know their names. Yeah. So if they're sitting in front of me or they're sitting in a boardroom, I'm drawing a little table. I'm writing their names where they're sitting so I know who's who. Mm-hmm. So I don't mess that up because I'm nervous, right? And when you're yeah. nervous, you're going to forget things like that. So I write it down. And then I'm addressing it. So when Brianna is talking to JP, mm-hmm. by the way, that's me, right? <laughs> and we're having the conversation and you're asking me something about my background, I might address you, Brianna, but I might also bring Tom into that conversation organically if I can. And I'm going to acknowledge Mark as well. Also, in that equation, I'm ensuring at the end of that interview that I am saying thank you to all three by name. Right. Right. So I think that acknowledgement should start, should be in the beginning of the conversation, should be in during the conversation, and should be at the end of the conversation. Right, right. I completely agree. And that goes along with eye contact as well, making sure as you're talking to the interviewer that you're also, you know, acknowledging everybody else uh, periodically throughout. That's a really, really good point. Even just with your eyes, even if you're not, you don't feel appropriate to address them or even if they're not looking at you to make sure that you're constantly looking at them. Yes. Always making sure to. Yes, yes. It's a very effective strategy for sure. Uh, You want to go to point four? Sure. Bring a notebook and pen and have it ready. When you go into a meeting and you're, whether it be an interview or be a business discussion, bring your notepad, open it up, have your pen ready to make notes. Obviously, I'm telling you to make notes on everybody's name. Even if it's just one person, I still write their name down Yeah. because I don't want to get tripped up if my mind wanders, I get nervous. Exactly. I still write their name down. Okay. (laughs) And, and then I'm ready because what I'm, what I'm showing the person that I'm potentially interviewing a job, you know, that I'm interviewing the job for, is that, did I say that right? Interview- Are you the interviewer or the interviewee? I'm the interviewee. Oh. I'm interviewing for, for the job. job. For the job. That's how it works. Okay. Got it. All right. Got it. Okay. So I, I, I do that. When I open up my pad and I got my pen out, what I'm, what I'm demonstrating to the interviewer is that I'm prepared. Okay. There's a level of preparation and a level of seriousness and acknowledgement that I'm communicating to that person without saying anything. And eagerness. Yes, I care. You want to learn, even in the interview. (laughs) Absolutely. I want to write things down. I want to show that I care. I also want to show my gratitude that the person took the time to interview me. Mm -hmm. And how do I do that? By showing that I'm prepared, that I came prepared. Showing preparation is a level of acknowledgement that builds trust Mm -hmm. and gratitude. And I mean, those, I mean, what could be more important than trust and gratitude? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that would be our fourth point. Cool. So we've talked about um, making eye contact, acknowledging everyone in the room and remembering their names. Um, We also talked about guiding the conversation and making sure you stay on topic. Everything is relevant. And then lastly, making sure that you're bringing a notebook and a pen to make sure you're prepared. All these things are extremely important and we are running out of time, but I think we're going to lead into our daily connection. Yes, I'd like to. I know we mentioned this daily connection a few episodes ago, but we are in in the Boca Raton office in Florida, which is, by the way, a beautiful place to work in. (laughs) It's uh, down the block from the beach. Did I mention that? 
Did I mention the weather's always really beautiful here? Yeah, it's not and snowing. It is. Uh, let me look outside. No, it's not snowing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't snow here much at all. Can't I wouldn't bring my skis to Boca Raton. No. But I would bring my scuba gear. Hey, scuba you gear. You can scuba dive. You yes, can? you can. Can you surf? Yeah, uh, yeah. The waves aren't the greatest, but hurricane season. <laughs> Maybe September, October. Never, yeah. never know. Once a year. But we are looking for four staff accountants mm -hmm. here in the Boca Raton office and three project coordinators to work in the technology group. Um, if you are have if you have that skill, if you have any interest, please go to jobs at dwsworldwide.com. Yeah. You can also go to dwsworldwide.com and go into the career site so you can see the potential openings that are sitting in there. And so please submit. I would recommend that you put on the subject line the title of your skill. So if you're an accountant, please put in accountant. And if you want to refer to episode 12, maybe we'll highlight your name on the next episode that we do. Sure. Yeah. And I'll link both of those um, on the description below. It'll be, I'll have the email there and then the website there. You can go to either one. I have a question for you before you go on. Yeah. Where could people follow us uh, in social media? Can you give them that info? You can follow Jobs Across America on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. Cool. And they would just search Jobs Across America and would come up? Mm-hmm. Awesome. You can also search our names, and we should have the page linked um, to our profile. So I'll also have my personal um, LinkedIn profile for Brianna Strobel, and Jean-Paul Bernard will also be linked. <laughs> that's awesome. That's all, that's all I got for you today, Bri. Awesome. So this has been another episode of Jobs Across America. I'm Brianna Strobel. And I'm Jean-Paul Bernard. And we'll talk to you guys next time.